How's it going, Jets fans? My name is Alex with my co-host here, Ryan Moran. And today we want to discuss a couple of injury updates regarding quarterback Zach Wilson and safety Jordan Whitehead. And of course, um, as the Cleveland Browns, uh, you know, kind of scheduled up for week two here, kind of what's going on with over there in terms of injury report, uh, who's missing and, you know, who may not be playing on Sunday. So there's definitely a lot to discuss. Zach Wilson's making some solid progress. He's not ready just quite yet, I don't think, but you know, the fact that he's getting worked into individual drills and whatnot, uh, you know, running a little bit again and getting moving is definitely a good sign for his return. And goodness gracious, do we want him back faster um, than anything we could possibly hope for? Because Joe Flacco, yes, veteran quarterback, but this season is about Zach Wilson's growth. It's not about watching Joe Flacco suck butt for the next, you know, 10 games and do absolutely nothing. So hopefully... Uh, we can see Zach uh, uh, get a nice little streak here of, of practices and, and return maybe in week three or week four. I think that I, mean, I think week four is the earliest, right? Since he was, was he placed on IR, yeah. So week four is the earliest, but he's getting back. Um, we want him 100. That's obviously the, the goal here. But Ryan, before we dive into the up, the updates and kind of what's going on with this team right now, how you do today, my friend? I'm doing good, Alex. I mean, some pretty good news, obviously, uh, for the Jets on the injury front today. Starting with Jordan Whitehead, obviously yesterday. The Jets called up Will Parks, a guy who most Jeff fans felt earned a roster spot this summer based on playing training camp and in the preseason. And, you know, obviously the LaMarcus Joyner issues in week one were pretty well documented. And, you know, just the depth being a bit unknown. I mean, obviously we're, we're hopeful for the future of guys like Ashton Davis and Tony Adams. But I think just he, you could say Will Parks is probably the best known commodity right now out of that safety group, aside from Whitehead. And obviously Whitehead is on a different level really compared to the rest. And I think, Without him, I mean, the Jets would really be in trouble in this game on Sunday in Cleveland. And um, he, he at least gives something, you know, sure to the group that's needed. I mean, it would be really bad without him. And um, it, Yesterday, it wasn't looking too good based on some of the, you know, early reports that were, you know, being uh, put out there. And it was definitely encouraging today. To, and I, I think a bit of a surprise, honestly, that Whitehead was practicing and certainly good to see. You know, you saw his impact felt in the box, um, his aggressive, you know, playing style and just his physicality was on display in week one. You know, then obviously with Zach, I mean, it, it seems like he's on schedule. You know, he's doing some stretching with the team before practice. He's doing some seven-on-seven seven work. So, you know, gradual progress, which is what we want to see. And I think, you know, the main thing, and we all want to see Zach back as soon as possible, but I, I do think you want to make sure that, as the Jets have stated, you know, Robert Sala especially, you want to make sure that it's not just the physical side of things that Zach is really on pace with, but you want to make sure that mentally, obviously the quarterback runs the entire offense and you want to make sure that everyone is in sync with him. And, you know, like you said, he obviously wasn't placed on injured reserve and that leaves the jets with that luxury of having him being able to practice now, you know, with the team and, you know, hopefully over these next two, three weeks here, he continues to come along and he's able to go as soon as possible. Yeah, I know the mental aspect is definitely an interesting point that you make because, you know, for a quarterback, you have to be confident, you have to be ready. And I, honestly, this might be a hot take, but uh, Zach Wilson kind of missing the first couple of games here as the offensive line gels a little bit might not be a bad thing, right? Like he got, he would have gotten his ass kicked, absolutely whooped against Baltimore. And if he didn't get injured then, you know, who, who knows how long it would have taken, right? Like the, the offensive line needs time. Um, you know, you got George Fant at left tackle, but you got Max Mitchell, a rookie fourth round pick at right tackle. Now the line was just abysmal. You know, Joe Flacco was running for his life all game and the Browns, good God, the Browns have an elite pass rush. You have Miles Garrett over there. Um, some tremendous players, you know, you cannot be, you know, playing it, you know, 
risky like that when you have your young quarterback. Honestly, him missing these couple of games here against very good pass rushes and the offensive line still trying to gel might not be the worst thing in the world because I think it might have stunted his growth even further. So that's my hot take of the day. But nonetheless, I do think that uh, mentally – uh, he, he does need a little bit of ways to go. I think the confidence in the scheme is getting there. We saw that towards the end of the season in 2021. He felt a little bit better. He wasn't throwing as many interceptions. He was a little bit more efficient, productive with the ball in his hands. Um, but, you know, with that being said, this is a whole new year. You know, he's got some new playmakers. They haven't even fully integrated Garrett Wilson yet, let alone Brees Hall. Michael Carter is still your RB1. And Hall's still kind of, you know, trying to find his, his role here. Uh, but I think by the time he comes back in week four, maybe week three, earliest, I think this team is is a little bit more improved. I think that you're seeing Garrett Wilson integrated a little bit more efficiently. I think Brees Hall definitely takes a big step forward. And the defense hopefully takes a big step forward. So I think the team will be ready for Zach Wilson to finally take over and run with it. Tyler Conklin, you know, definitely had a little bit of some issues last week. Um, but I think those will be alleviated as well. Um, I'm curious to hear your thoughts, though. You know, do you think that the missing these first couple of games as the Jets offense kind of adjusts uh, may not be the worst thing for Zach? No, I love your point on the offensive line, Alex. And that was something I, I should have mentioned in my first point. I think, you know, it's pretty well documented. Like they they had very minimal time together this summer leading up to week one. And that was on display. I mean, and, and from there, I would say, you know, where Zach can really help, you know, elevate the Jets offense is what we know. He, I mean, he as of now, you should really say he's at his best out of the pocket when things break down and, you know, he has to escape pressure and the Jets need playmaking out of the pocket, which – to be honest, they really got none of in the first game. I think, you know, that's something you can really expect to give this Jets offense, you know, a jolt and what it really needs to, you know, rip off more big plays. I mean, the Jets had, you know, few explosives in the game on Sunday. And we know Zach obviously brings that big play threat ability. But as you said, I mean, you, you saw some of the growth in terms of playing within the offense at the end of last year. And you want to see that, you know, really continue here as he works his way back into the lineup. And, you know, hopefully – uh these next, like I said, two weeks, I mean, he's really able to get the synergy down with the front, obviously the offensive line. And like you said, all the new skill talent as they continue to work Garrett and Brees and Tyler and everybody into it. So um, definitely, you know, feeling uh, good about when Zach returns just because I think the, you know, skill set that he offers is just such, it's such a necessity in today's NFL. And, you know, hopefully these mental reps continue to just give him what he needs to, you know, come in and be ready to, you know, give this team what it needs right away. Yeah, I mean, he definitely offers you a little bit more spark and, and youth uh, just to this team right now. But, you know, let's discuss um, Jordan Whitehead for a second here. You know, he obviously is a big part of this defense, a free agent signing, um, definitely is an integral piece to that defense. But, you know, he's been dealing with a little a bit of an injury as well uh, coming off of week one. I know he is, uh, He I think he fully participated today, which is great news. Uh, last week, he finished with five total tackles and a pass defended, a pretty solid day. Um, you know, obviously he's playing that strong safety role. So that free safety spot with LaMarcus Joyner is a bit of a liability, which is why the Jets went out and actually re-signed Will Parks, uh, called him up to the active roster. So maybe he will get a little bit of reps at free safety this upcoming week um, after LaMarcus Joyner looked like a chicken with his head cut off um, against Baltimore. But, you know, how important do you think Jordan Whitehead, you know, being all cleared and, and practicing today? Obviously, that's a huge part um, of the Jets defense and they can't afford to lose him. Huge. I mean, as just what I said earlier, I think this safety group without him, I mean, it's pretty bad, honestly. And it's, it's a major concern. And as good as you feel about what the Jets defense did in week one, you know, you, you can't go into this game with two liabilities at safety. And I think, you know, Whitehead just gives you a proven known commodity on the back end that's needed. 
Um, the presence that's needed. I mean, look, the Jets are going to have to stop the run once again, and I think you're going to really see Whitehead deployed in the box and close to the line of scrimmage where he's really able to roam and just use the tenacity that he plays with his advantage. And, you know, whether it's in run defense and zone coverages underneath, you know, being able to break on the ball in space, I think there's so much that he offers. And, I mean, just the attitude he plays with alone, I think it's huge. And you want to give the, the Jets three corners. It got off to a great start and we've won and, you want to make sure that they have, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, help there alongside them in the back end. And I think Whitehead certainly provides, you know, an awful lot, both intangibly and with this play in the back end. Yeah, man, I really hope that he's able to play, but I think he's, he seems like he's going to be suiting up and that's really good news. And of course on the Cleveland side of things, you know, there's one impact player that, you know, Cleveland might not be without. There's an unspecific reason. Uh, wide receiver Amari Cooper mispracticed today. It was non-injury related, so maybe it was something going on with his family or whatnot. So maybe, uh, you know, he, he returns tomorrow. We'll see kind of how that develops. But since it's non-injury, I wouldn't expect him to not suit up on Sunday. Um, but obviously something to monitor, something to keep an eye on. You know, is, is there anybody else, maybe not even, you know, aside from the injury report, that you're just like, okay, the Jets got to watch this these specific players for this upcoming game. Um, I definitely think Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Amari Cooper, those are the guys I'm really looking at. Um, is there anybody else on your mind that you think maybe, you know, the Jets kind of have to f- focus in on and stop? For sure. I mean, Jack Conklin was the lone other guy on the injury report, I guess, worth keeping an eye on from the Jets' perspective. I mean, you you really said it with Miles Garrett earlier, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield. Amari, obviously, out wide. I, I think Denzel Ward is probably the other one. You know, you don't want to really give him any freebies and – you know what he can do in coverage. It'll be interesting to see really if they designate him to one side, if they have him follow Elijah Moore, you know, obviously that remains to be seen. And I think lastly, you know, you talk about the duo of Chubb and Hunt, but I mean, in uh, in the trenches up front along the interior, you know, with Joel Batonio and Wyatt Teller, I mean, they, they have two of the best guards in, in all of football. So once again, you know, the Jets run defense played well last week, but I think they have, you know, yet another really tough challenge just with the run blocking and, the one-two punch that the Browns have being arguably the best in football. So, you know, the Browns definitely offer some challenges and, you know, going on the road in a hostile environment, you know, it's going to be a good opportunity for the Jets to, you know, just continue to grow. And I think this is the game, you know, we're hopeful they win. I mean, I think they need to win, you know, to really keep themselves in it, you know, to give Zach um, at least a reasonable situation to walk into when he comes back. And, you know, this is a game I think the Jets should really win. Yeah, I mean, Cleveland's no joke. You know, their pass rush is phenomenal. They really put the put the beating on uh, Carolina last week. But Carolina scored some points, so it's not like they're void of, of liabilities and deficiencies. The Jets can score on this team. They just have to be more efficient. Their play calling has to be out of the offensive lines to step up big time. Their secondary, I believe, Greedy Williams is out. So, you know, that's definitely a positive for the Jets in terms of just having a little bit more freedom. they got to get Garrett Wilson involved. they got to get Elijah Moore more involved. Like, that's straight off the bat. Um, you know, we discussed yesterday a little bit more 13 personnel, but honestly, I would just spread the offense out also, like just, you know, get all of your receivers out there, get Garrett out there, get Elijah Mori out there, get Braxton and Corey Davis out there and just get creative, get guys into space, um, get guys downfield. I know, uh, you were speaking about Corey Davis could have had over hundred yards in this last game and Joe Flacco just missed him. So Joe Flacco has got to be better. You know, he just has to be better. That's straight up it. He missed throws. He missed reads. Um, if he doesn't do that, this game against Baltimore might have been a little bit closer. You know, maybe they would have had a little bit more of an opportunity to win this one. But next week, you know, of course, uh, you know, Jacoby Brissett under center gives the Jets a much better chance. They have a, the, the Jets have a tremendous pass rush. We saw Quinn Williams kick some serious ass in week one. Carl Lawson obviously coming off that uh, Achilles tear. Finally, he's back and ready to go. 
Uh, so hopefully, you know, he he got he shook off the rust a little bit and he's ready to to produce in week two. But I'm excited about this week, guys. I, I think the Jets have a much better chance um, than they did last, uh, just specifically shaking off some of that rust. A lot of new players, young guys, injured guys coming back. So we'll see how they progress. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Fireside Jets. Make sure to like and subscribe as always. And we'll catch you guys on the next one. <laughs>